Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hey, everyone. We are live. Um, we're going to be joined by Russ shortly. It is, um, you know, we're going to do a really short thing. Uh, Mike's up in, of course, in Toronto, right? That is correct. Mike's up in Toronto. I'm getting ready for the big game tonight. Yeah, at an undisclosed at an undisclosed Starbucks deep in the bowels of downtown Toronto. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. Looking at my notes over here. I got so many things. Oh my god, holy cow. This is crazy. Crazy day. Um I was thinking someone taught this pretty good idea, so I thought it was pretty funny that we should do like the um pre show should be like done in a, in like a different mode where we do like this kind of thing for pre shows. And then not like the pre shows that when people who want to go forward through. We skip to the yeah, other. Yeah, we can do that. So let's, we're gonna do that from now on, guys. So when we're not, when the actual show starts, we'll go to the other, the other view. Um, but we'll start like this. That way, people are watching things. Can get yeah, that's. Well. Well, I think I think that's good. It's a little loud there, obviously, but you're gonna mute when you're not talking here. Bringing Russ in right now. All right, Russ. Hey. Hey. Actually, give me one sec. Sorry. Right, no problem. So um, yes, yeah, this is how in the future what we'll do for those of you just watching, we're gonna have this like be the pre-show mode. So if you're not if you're not interested in the pre-show at all, you'll be able to pre-show at all. You can fast forward through the YouTube thing until you see us in this mode, which is the actual show. All right. Does that make sense? Everybody like that idea? That way you have an actual thing. So this will be the pre-show mode and this will be the show mode. So we'll just be going back and forth between those. Um, and then there's this mode, which is the Eklund's more important mode. And um, that means I'm I'm everything and you folks are just nothing. That's what works. And now Russ is gone completely. There we go. So there you have it. I wish I could figure some of these things out. So it's, it's, a, it's a fun program we're working on. It. All right. Uh, we're gonna mute, Mike's going to mute himself when he's not talking. We already figured that out. And um, yeah, there you go. There you have it. Uh, let's get to it. Uh, will you guys have anything to talk about before the show today? I do. Okay, good. Let's start. Go ahead. Talk, start talking. We're alive. Okay. <laughs> so we I knew they were alive. So, the NFL has now gone to a 17-game schedule. With a 17-game schedule, now have six wild cards. Okay. I, I do laugh how with with some of these other stations now, they're sort of saying, well, half the NHL makes it. And it's like, no, they don't. That used to be the case, but it's not the case. This is going to be tough because – Players are going to get injured. I don't care <clears throat> about the extra bye week or whatever. They're going to yep. give us as nonsense to to do something about it. It's going to make them money. It's going to be harder for like a Tom Brady to stay healthy. I almost expect one or two games now to be quarterbacks every season by the backup quarterback, which then to me is like lowering the – price of the ticket that you're paying for that game if you're not getting the starter. I think we're starting to get into that territory now when when we're talking about the NFL. And, of course, now on the radio, they're like, well, it's the number one gambling league. And it's like, sure, that's why they are what they are. But yeah. the players, it's not the number one league for, for the players. It's not. 
No, it's definitely time. They just just alone, the fact that you don't have the like, guarantee contracts in NFL, you know, I mean, my gosh, anyone who thinks that's a good player league is Well, what, the, what this is proof of is that the NFL are whores. That that's really what they are. Because they've, you know, I don't think they care about these players and their injuries. I don't think they care about concussions. They've settled concussion lawsuits. Now it's let's get an extra an extra week of programming, probably with two bye weeks. I don't know if they said if it's going to be two bye weeks or one bye week, but probably with two. I'm a guessing. Um, and yeah, and and that will and that'll spread it out. That'll spread it out, Russ, to eighteen weeks, probably. It's 18 so, weeks I mean, that's, that's what it is. Right. It is. Right. And, and, and honestly, I, I mean, if you wanted a watered-down pro – and remember, when the NHL had 16 playoff teams in a 21-team league, people thought it was ridiculous. Now it's a 16-playoff team in a 31-team league. And since everybody's going for expanded playoffs, again, I say next CBA, you're going to have a play-in game in the NHL. That's the way it's going. It's extra revenue. They're going to do the same thing. But the NFL have just proven that they are the biggest whores in the world. I mean, end of the day, I think you're going to have a 9-8 and eight team make playoffs. I think that yeah. since, the, since the way they, they do it, they don't do a 1-8 through eight kind of situation – this is all going to be great until they get a fluky Super Bowl. And I think a fluky Super Bowl is coming with this. Because, you know, Eck, if we go back to to hockey and back when they had the crossover, that was when we had fluky playoff matchups and the fluky – I don't know if it was a fluky Stanley Cup that year. I can't remember. But you had fluky playoff matchups. Yeah. What I year? Think the NFL what, said year? Hmm? what year? When they had the crossover for the playoffs. Yeah. You mean the one through sixteen? Yeah. Well, it was the. I mean, one of them eighty was, was the. Um, this, was yeah, like, that was the Islanders dynasty. That was the and the Islanders. Well, the Islanders began right. the dynasty, so that was a crossover year. I mean, that was like the. Uh, I think the Flyers finished first. They played the Oilers. <laughs> the Oilers were sixteenth then that year. I remember if I remember right. Yeah, yeah and they beat Montreal. Yeah, I think the first sixteen. You know, obviously, listen. I mean. It's, it's it's better in some ways, and this is this is hockey content. So let's 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 get on with the show here. Let's yep, that's fine. Here we go. Ready? Um, again, for the before I get into it, um, go to Patreon.com/slash hockey, and and if you can support us, we'd love it. We're going to do a special show tomorrow afternoon around three o'clock um, that we're going to tape, um, and it'll be airing on Saturday. But you'll be able to watch it a lot when it's done live with us tomorrow if you're a Patreon member. So Patreon.com/slash hockey. We'll also be having a show tomorrow before that, our regular show. But uh, we have two shows coming tomorrow. It's a lot going on this weekend. We're getting into the fun times here, guys. So let's get into this stuff here, and I will start the show. So we're going to shift into this mode, which means we are in real mode or show mode. Very great. All right. And the date is. <laughs> There's a first time. Yeah, I'm, I'm terrible. Here we go. Ready? Hello, I can It's 20. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go here ahead. we go. Hello, Hockey World. It's Thursday, February 20th, 2020. 2020. I'm Michael Agello in an underground bunker somewhere in downtown Toronto. I'm Russ Cohen from Sportsology. And I'm Eklund. You're watching Hockey Buzzcast on HockeyBuzz.com. This is the podcast that comes every Monday through Friday. At this time, to fill you in on the comings and goings in the hockey world. And I don't even remember now. It's hard to remember if a trade happened since we last talked. There's so many trades going on. 
I don't think anything has happened. No, I don't think so. Well, well, no. The, I mean, the the Alec Martinez deal got finalized after. And there were and, and the the uh, the minor the minor leaf deals that were made, uh, uh, Max Verano and uh, an AHL deal, but really nothing. It slowed down a little bit. And and that guy, I have to I have to tell you that uh, Dennis Morgan, uh, who the newest Leaf who is going to play tonight against. Pittsburgh, he was asked by another reporter, you know, how close he was with Austin Matthews, and he said, well, we were fairly close when we were in Switzerland, because we were the two youngest guys on the team, but we exchanged an occasional text message uh, the first year we were in the league, and then really the only time we've talked is, like, on the ice, so they're not best buddies. Yeah, not like buddies as much as this is a guy who... Um you know, and he's not going to say that anyway. He's like, he doesn't, no one wants him to think. I think that's kind of a good question. No, if you're a player, you're you can like, um, if you're a player, you definitely don't want anybody out there um, thinking that you're just here because Boston Matthews wanted you there, you know, like, but, but at the end of the day, you know, it, it's not just coincidental that they got him in there. But they're not going to end up on the same line either. Like, the same line, but I think, I think there's no question that, you know, that, that maybe, you know, Dubas already liked him and he's going to go to Matthews and Matthews going to say, yeah, he's responsible defensively. He's a good guy. He's, you know, he's going to say all this right stuff because he was a teammate with him. I mean, you know, I, yeah, I, I think he's going to help the team. I, I really do like the minutes he plays on the ice. He doesn't make mistakes. I think that'll bode well. I do want to talk about the Verano deal, though, because I watched him for four years in Princeton. And look, Ottawa's a mess. So when he went to Ottawa last year, actually, he did okay. I think he had like five points in 12 games, something in that nature. And I thought that was pretty good for him. Then, you know, this year he's down in Belleville. Now, Belleville, I, I get it. They're a first-place team. I don't know what line he's playing on or who he's playing with, and they're working with his strengths. But I just got the feeling that he probably was sort of lost in their system a bit. This guy can play. I mean, now, just because you're a top-liner in Princeton doesn't mean you're going to be an NHLer. But right. he has a lot of NHL transferable skills. He, he actually – he's very fast. He's good defensively. There is a knock on him, and I challenged a scout the other day because he was using an older – sort of like an older report on him saying that, well, he's just like from the outside. That's the only way he tries to score. It's not really true. He was like that for two about two and a half years, and then it started to click that. He started to shoot from a lot of different places. So I think it's a situation where, you know, next year he is going to get a shot to make the team, and I think that's another reason why they put a 10-game – NHL condition into his contract because he is that close. This is a very shrewd pickup by Dubis, one that most people don't get because they don't they don't watch Princeton. Like I'm there every year for the last 15 years, so they don't get to see a lot of this player. But right. this is a guy who definitely can develop and maybe by next year could do something for him. Nothing big, but a good role player. We have a trade. Uh, well, okay. Go ahead. Um, pause it. Um, a second. So. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a minor league trade, but I think maybe more than a minor league trade, maybe more interesting than that. All right, so the trade is the Pittsburgh Penguins have acquired from the Montreal Canadiens Riley Barber and Phil Verone um, in exchange for Joseph Blandisi and Jake Lucchini. So we're looking about two, we're looking about four, eight, four AHL players here. But the difference is the, the thing I like about this is the Riley Barber aspect. Um, I like Riley Barber a lot. I thought the Canadians played him the wrong way. He is from Pittsburgh as well. Um, and I every time I was, every time I saw Riley Barber was up, I think 
last or the earlier this year for a little mm -hmm. while ago. And I was so impressed, but his minutes were so low. And um, whatever is on the ice, though, I watched a game where he played in Pittsburgh, his first time in Pittsburgh. He was playing for the Canadians and he was just making things happen every time he was on the ice. But he was on the ice, like playing really low minutes. I think this is a little sneaky move that the Pittsburgh Penguins might have made here. Yeah, Barber's a good player. Barber was lost in the cap system for sure and probably Indeed. wasn't utilized correctly with Montreal. Yeah. He skates well. He does everything well. He's not great at anything. But yeah. he gives you all effort all the time. You want to look for like a 10, 12-minute guy to, to give you a max effort and maybe get you a few shots on goal, maybe get a few points every once in a while. He's that guy. So I really do like this as a pickup. I'm with you. Phil Verone, he had his moment. He had his moment with the Flyers. I, I yeah. think he's more of a quadruple-A guy personally. Yeah, I agree with that. I, 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 I actually think that if somebody's going to get fourth-line time in that trade, it's going to be Verone over Barber because Verone has got experience. And Barber, you know, he had a little – a couple coffee with Montreal. He had a little time with Washington, not a lot. Um, if in a playoff scenario, I think if you're looking for a fourth line guy, it's probably going to be Verone over Barber. But maybe no, I, I think you're right about that, but I don't think Verone's better than Barber. That's my other point. I think yeah. you might give. Barber you're right about that because that's why they got him. Yeah, I think Barber was the key player in the trade, according to what I was told. So um, whether or not you know, I mean, he did play. He played nine games with the Canadians this year. Um, you know, and well, let me let, let me let me just. Let me just finish up on the on the on the Leaf thing. Yeah. I, I was told today, Russ, that that uh, Verano or Verano is going to be uh, probably with the Marlies the rest of the year. So the ten game aspect is not really a big thing. Uh, and I, well, they, it they probably will next year. It's only for this year. It's only for this year. Oh, okay. But, and and the thing is, if he doesn't break the ten games, and he resigns the draft pick, which is a sixth round pick, doesn't factor in. It's it's if he plays ten games and he resigns. It's one of those. So so it's basically a one for one. And Aaron Luchik was an ECHL played mostly in the ECHL, so it's not really a factor for them. The other minor trade, and we can talk about it because it was a it was a Ranger deal with Philadelphia, was the JF Berube deal to. Uh, where Berube is going to go to Hartford. I know, Rush, you talked about uh, the Rangers needing a goaltender at Hartford because they called up Shashurkin. Right, yeah, and they did. And so Berube's good. Uh, he's better than some of the other guys. He's better than Thomas McCollum, I can tell you that. I, yeah. I think the Flyers just got McCollum just because to get a guy. But McCollum will be, you know, very marginal. Berube, this is good. I mean, this is – now the key is will the Rangers call up Berube next year – to play some NHL games, so they have to, so they could leave him as the sacrificial guy for Seattle. They might, they might. We and still don't know. We we still don't know what the uh, limitation is in terms of how many games a goalie has to play uh, for him to qualify for uh, the expansion draft. So I'd like to find that out because if it's ten games, there's no way Jay Berube is playing ten games. No, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. But what sure. if it's a career game aspect? He's played pro games before. I also it think could be. This also shows the Flyers, um, and I've heard this have have gained a lot of faith this year in Alex Lyon um, as a guy that they really believe you know could be a backup for them down the line. You know, um, he's not signed beyond this year. I don't know about not that. this year, but I, I I kind of expect he will be. Just from just from talking to people and hearing that you know there was a lot of there was a lot of impressed people with the way he played in the few games he played this year for the Flyers. They looked like he was. Uh, I mean, he's got. He's always had like a rebound issue, but he is very quick. 
um, and can be can be very can, can be can be dominant can get hot. You know, the, the one thing yeah. to look for as a goalie is is do they have the ability to get hot? And he he has that. Um, no, I like the kid, but I yeah, he hasn't really shown me that he could stick in the NHL. The thing about Barube, just I just looked it up. He played thirty four pro game, thirty four NHL games. So I kind of wonder if there's a threshold that he's close to with that. Let's say they have to play forty NHL games, then they might do it. Um, I do want to talk about because Mike mentioned to me on New York radio, they were talking about the Rangers trading Lundqvist. And I think that is the longest of long shots. Nothing's impossible in this world, but I don't think Lundqvist is going to all of a sudden right now say, yeah, I'm okay. You could trade me. I don't think it's going to happen. I think if anything happens, he may do that next year at the deadline, which is his last year, but I don't think it's going to happen this year. And so to me, it's not worth talking about, but Eck, I don't know if you've heard any rumors. Well, I heard about it today. Um, yeah, so I definitely was my article today was, um, and I did hear, you know, and I don't, I don't know uh, what I wrote was that I heard that there were, were discussions ongoing as it, really preliminary, but as to whether or not, you know, basically Colorado did call about him. Mm-hmm. So Colorado called about him. So they're this, the Rangers are going, Rangers said to Colorado, this is how it was portrayed to me through Colorado. Rangers of the Colorado. Well, we're going to have to decide whether or not we're going to go to them, with, go to him with that or not, and that's that's where it was left. So, like wh- whether they go to him with them or with it or not is still undetermined. Um, is it possible they do go to him with it? I think that they probably will. Um, the you know no, knowing fully well they're not going to ever strong arm him, and he knows that. So the you know he feels secure enough that they could say, hey, you know, Colorado's a pretty good team, and they like we talked about yesterday, they, they need a goalie and you could go there and actually maybe win a Stanley cup in your career. And that could be something that you're interested in. And we thought we'd at least tell you that that option was out there for you. Um, I think that's, what's going to happen. Whether or not Lundqvist takes an option or not, I know probably not. Right. But I can't see him doing it in the middle of this year, but maybe he'll decide over the summer that if he gets treated like that again, maybe he'll give it one go, but do it now doesn't make sense to him because then next year he starts the year. He's not in New York and right. next year he would start the year in New York and that's better for his family. So I'm just thinking about it in that regard. And that's why I think it's more of a next year thing. If it happens at all, remember Mike Richter's never been traded either. He ended up retiring with a skull fracture. People right. revere him. I think Lundquist sort of wants to go that same way that Richter did and be revered the same way. And if he gets traded, it might change it just a little. Yeah. I mean, and I think that matters to him a lot. It does. I think. I think he wants to be. You know, I heard you say on XM the other day, Russ, that you think he's the all-time best. He is. You know, and I think that you know that part of that might have in his head might be like you know he's competing against Richter. You know, in his head probably yeah. and he's sitting there and say, okay, you know, Richter was here the whole time. Um, along the Rangers lines, though, the other rumor I did write about today that I heard about was that the Leafs have talked to the Rangers about D'Angelo, which is an interesting. Um, Turn of events, I think. That's a there's a there's a defenseman. Whether the Rangers, you know, we never know. D'Angelo is such an enigma um, right now. But uh, I guess first to start with Mike, do you think there's any? Do you think he would be a good fit for them? Mike? He would be the worst fit because he's another offensive defenseman, and they need somebody who can play more two way hockey. He's more. I like D'Angelo. I think he's a good yeah. defenseman, but. He's a. He's going to be paid after having a really good year, and the Leafs don't have a lot of cap space. And b. He's the wrong type of defenseman. He's a defenseman that they have already, like Tyson Berry, and they'd be paying for somebody who will not help them in their end goal, which is to improve defensively. So I, you know, I'm not doubting that maybe they kick the tires on it because he's, 
you know, $925,000. But I, I don't think the Rangers are trading him unless they're going to sign uh, Kreider because they, the, the rumor is is that they signed Kreider and they probably have to clear out a couple guys like Butch Nevich or D'Angelo who, are making, who could make big money next year. Right, right, right. Um, Russ, on that? On well, two things. D'Angelo's defense has improved. So he's really like he's not like a Savard or even a Barry in that regard. Yeah. <clears throat> not because of the plus fifteen, but because he does have a physical nature that comes out once in a while. The teammates love him. And so yeah. end of the day, I don't think he's going anywhere. The Rangers could certainly work a deal with him. I think this year they strong armed him a little simply because they didn't know what to expect out of him. Now that he's had this forty five and he's gonna end up with fifty something point year, they're gonna sign him. They 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 honestly there is no possible return on his own that's going to make them say yeah we have to trade D'Angelo and it definitely can't come from the Leafs you know are, are the Leafs going to really give up a a Kapanen for that I don't think so yeah I, yeah I, I don't think they should either in that situation um the Flyers a couple of rumors with the Flyers today uh, they haven't written about yet but I'm working on um one is the Flyers interest in Eric Stahl which um was is, is a little surprising, I think, but it doesn't make it does make some sense. Um, he is they are definitely looking for a center. They you know Nolan Patrick. This is like Nolan Patrick is done for the season type move for sure. Um, well, did you hear there were quotes from Fletcher on SiriusXM, which basically said if Patrick comes back, it's a bonus. They're thinking he'll come back, but they have to operate independently from that. So right. that to me is GM speak. Like they don't think he's coming back, and or right. they're not going to activate him. And I I agree with you on that front. The problem front here is at three point two. Now you're going to ask the Wild to retain I don't know one point three million dollars something like that to yep. do that. It's going to cost Philly a good prospect. So let's say let's say it's going to be Isaac Ratcliffe and a pick. Right. I don't do it. I don't understand the mentality in this organization to try and make the playoffs at all costs. And if you're adding Eric Stahl, <coughs> that's what you're doing. Yeah. Now, I think, yeah, now on a lower, less, a lesser thing, um, I've also heard they have had discussions with Montreal um, about Nick Cousins, which bring, <laughs> uh, which I know is he was here before, but I think well – you know, all I know, all I know is right now in the in the last in the last three days, we've heard Eric Stahl followed by Jeff Carter, and now Nick Cousins. I mean, you know, I'm I'm just the the Jeff Carter one makes absolutely no sense, and probably there's no you know, and I I respect the hell out of Elliot Friedman, so I I don't doubt that somebody told him that, but I I don't I don't know how that you know you guys know the Philadelphia LA scene. Philadelphia on Jeff Carter. That's what I was told. That's all that was that was all that happened. It ended there. Okay. No, no, you know, and whether or not. It is kind of bizarre because you think, whether or not they even knew whether or not Jeff would actually go to Philly is another story. Maybe they thought that they could, if Philly had interest, they could, then they would go to Jeff. That's probably what they would do. They probably wouldn't right. go to ahead of time and say, "Would you go to Philly?" Um, because it's pointless. They, they'd rather him not. They'd rather not get out there that he denied a trade. So you want to go out there and make sure you have something for it beforehand before you even get any further. But it's not. I, I I I hate to break it to Rob Blake because Rob Blake has done a pretty damn good job with the deals that he's made for Muzzin, for Alec Martinez, and for Campbell and Clifford. But you're not getting rid of Jeff Carter and you're not getting rid of Dustin Brown. Those are boat anchor albatross contracts that you will never get rid of. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but of course, guys, you guys probably heard the gossip here is Pendley High Valley for conditioning stint. Well, that's yeah. I mean, at this point, he has to do that. Yeah. Let's talk about this. Johnny Goudreau didn't have the Calgary Flames on his profile. Yeah, thing. temporarily didn't. Now he just can be anything, but it's kind it could of be him just reorganizing right, his, right. his it, social it, media. This time, year, this time of year, Russ, that 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 plays into the world. That's that's like you know, this is like you know, so and so's brother was at Wawa and heard that the house is up for sale. Is that kind of Russ? That's the world. Uh, we're all, this this comes on the heels of Stefan Diggs, the wide receiver for Minnesota, taking down all references to the Vikings on his Instagram account. Can we stop interpreting somebody reorganizing their friggin' social media as them being on the verge of being traded? Right. It may not even be him doing the social media. Yeah, that's another thing that it probably isn't. Um, I don't think Goudreau is necessarily – I don't see him as like a social media guy. Me neither. So it's probably not. It's probably not him. You're probably right about that. Yeah, I mean, but you know, this this I love this kind of stuff this time of year. This is like uh, this. My inbox is so full of this kind of stuff. You have no idea. Like, I really should just for some time have fun with it. Like the amount of people I get. If I say this, I'm going to get more of it. But the amount of people I get that send me things like this is just unfreaking believable. And well, I, well, I, I mean, look. like I have a good story for you guys. Okay, so I get. I'm going to say this is public as a public announce address too because I'm really getting inundated with with things right now. Um, and there's a lot of people out there that work for the team or have a friend who's a player or whatever, you know, a lot of hockey buzz fans. And I appreciate it because, you know, sometimes they're right. I mean, sometimes these are actual people who are, but it's so hard for me to like, I can't go off of anything like that. Like I right. can't write about anything like that because until I know for sure you or you're real or I have a way of, and I do have ways that I go about it. Like if you, if, if somebody tells you they're a friend of so-and-so, I will con of a, of a certain player, I'll contact that player. Um, and try to figure it out from there. I, a couple times I've done that. Or in one case, like a guy I'm talking to right now who had two trades that were that I did not write about that were really um, that were good, solid trades. But I didn't write about them. They were ahead of, he had them way ahead of anybody else. But I didn't know who he was. And I'm like, after the after the first one, I'm like, hey, maybe he got lucky. After the second one, I'm like, yeah, I got something there. I'm going to listen to you a little bit, you know. And then then we actually get into you know justifying, but. It's it's just amazing. Stop um stop pretending you're somebody else and or you know fake 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 accounts. Well, it's always crazy. Well, well, I I wrote about this today, so I'll put it I'll put it out there on on the show. Um, just because of my observations and being in the press box in Buffalo and and knowing other people in other press boxes. Uh, weeks ago, when the Leafs were oh well, sorry, excuse me, when the Sabers were playing the Montreal Canadiens, uh, Leafs director of pro scouting Dave Morrison was at the game. Um. That in and of itself is not that not that uh, consequential. You know, Toronto and Buffalo are an hour and a half apart. But, you know, it just sort of piqued my curiosity. The Leafs played Ottawa and Buffalo last weekend, Saturday and Sunday. On Tuesday, Morrison and two other Leaf scouts were at the Ottawa Sabres game. So it made no sense that they were not – that they were – there for any kind of pro scouting like you know for future games because they're done with buffalo and i think they have one more game with ottawa so it had to be them scouting one of the two teams who are both sellers and since morrison was there for a sabers game a few weeks before i i zeroed it down to the sabers if you take that into consideration i don't think the sabers are trading we're still laying inside their own division i don't think they're trading brandon montour inside the division but colin miller who the Leafs have liked for a few years, 
uh, who played for Sault Ste. Marie for Kyle Dubas, who's a right-handed defenseman who's under contract for another two years. That sort of clicks all the boxes that the Leafs are looking for. And the Sabres are basically looking to get rid of him because he's not working out in Buffalo under Ralph Kruger. So will that happen before Monday at, four, at, at 3 p.m.? I don't know. But I, I would be surprised if it doesn't possibly happen during the summer. But it's, it's interesting that the, the, cause, because we know that the, the, the Leafs have been interested in Miller at least twice, once before the expansion draft when he got picked up by Vegas and once when Vegas was try, trying to trade him last summer. Yeah. So I, I think that there is interest there. Okay. Um, one thing, I just got this text from somebody that there have definitely been talks today with the Winnipeg Jets and two other teams involving Dustin Bufflin. So it does sound as if the Jets are at least trying right now to trade Dustin Bufflin. Um, I can't go, imagine that. Yeah, go ahead. Rob. I'm going to just mention Eck, how two years ago on this show, I said to Peter, they should trade Dustin Bufflin because he was a declining asset. Yeah. And now here we are. His value is so low that I don't even know if a team will bother to trade for him. Cause honestly, if you don't trade with Winnipeg, there's nothing they can do but buy him out, and then you could just invite him to camp. Like, why am I even spending an asset on a guy that I'm going to look at on the ice for 10 minutes and try and determine if he could even play NHL hockey this year? Because I'm going to get, I'm going to tell you, there's probably a 30 percent chance he could even play hockey this year. Yeah, no, there probably is. Well, what what this tells? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. What this tells us is that the. The rumors a couple weeks ago of there being a termination of this contract probably was misreported because why would they be trying to trade him if, if right. he was going to get well, bought out? They couldn't work out the termination. I mean, that's like I mean, I, that's what I think is more likely. I think that there was a termination of contract that they were working on, and then that then they couldn't work it out. So now they now they're stuck trying to trade him. I think that that is very possible. You know, I think I do want to report Jeff Carter's got an LBI, so he pretty much did the Flyers a favor now. <laughs> no, yeah, oh my god. Now he'll probably come back after the deadline. Watch. He cut god. his big toe. He cut his big toe on a seashell. That's what happened. Yeah, you joke, but I'm not so sure. Um another another player that was told me told me the Flyers had interest in because I was doing some Flyers research today was um was Tatar out of Montreal. Mm -hmm. I don't um know if that's necessarily a good fit. My, the Flyers are definitely looking for a center. Um that's for sure. And you know that 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 does point towards you know stalls and an interesting one. But but to give up. Like you said, Russ, how much you have to give up? A lot. A lot. I think that's going to be really hard. Um, Corey Snyder's been called. But it, but it, but. Go ahead. I was gonna, I was gonna say it, it sounds though from the names that are coming out. It looks it sounds like the Flyers are looking for. They're not looking for a number three center. They're looking for a number two center. And unless your name is JG Pajot, there's nobody like that on this market right now that doesn't have term left so i mean again i if i was if i was the flyers and you're looking for a third line center i would go to san jose and, and see if you can get milk or carlson probably for a third or a third or a fourth round pick which i think would probably be something that san jose would do and he would win, win you face offs and play a pretty decent number three center you are not getting a number two center like eric stall Eric Stahl is going to be the number one center in Minnesota next year when Mikko Koivu retires. And let, me, and let me shoot down the Chris Tierney for the same reason. Ottawa's not giving away Chris Tierney either. 
He's still an RFA, and he's a guy who had 40 points a year ago. I don't know what he's got this year, but he's a guy who skates really well and plays hard. Chris Tierney is not the kind of guy the Flyers are going to be able to get cheaply. The Senators are not trying to make that many trades. I'm talking to them. So these are just guys getting mentioned then. Yeah, the Senators like where they're at, um, and and you, when you watch the Senators, it's hard to blame them. They, they, there's some no, their play some, isn't bad at all. Yeah, they have an interesting mix right now. They're not a great team, but they're definitely not a terrible team, and they're worth watching um, again. You know, which has been something. I mean, they're worth watching but, more than Detroit. Yeah, right. But 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 to say that the, to say that they're not looking to do anything, Pierre Dorian should be fired if they don't do anything. You've got guys like Hainsey and Nemestikov and. They've already traded DeMello. You've got four or five unrestricted free agents, Tyler Innes, that you can get value for. And I'm not saying value in terms of draft picks. I'm saying in terms of prospects coming back. Why would you not, when you're a team at the bottom of the Eastern Conference, why in the hell wouldn't you make those trades? Well, That's stupid. If I, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. If they are indeed following a plan that Eugene Melnick is still trying to hold out, then they're going to have to hope that some of these guys develop so then when they're ready to spend money, they have a cohesive team. If they keep trading guys just for picks, that's impossible and that won't happen. So that could be a reason why. And and you know, and and if there is some sort of like if the coach is like, you know what, these guys, a lot of these guys are talking about like are not gonna be are not like very hard to resign either. You know, they're like they're guys they could if they can convince those guys for the rest of the year that we have something good going here and then they could keep they could get them to stay. That's worth that might be more worth more than like a third or fourth round draft pick to them. Like they can go and create that, you know, that they're trying to create something along those lines. Now, Louis Domingue waivers say by the Devils. Um, and nobody wants him. Nobody wanted him when the Devils got him. Called up. Um, but you know, it, from the AHL. And the interesting thing, a couple things about that are they're sort of intriguing. One, Corey Schneider's being called up. You know, the Devils are very getting very close to the salary floor. Um, you know, with some of these moves they're making. And if they were like to move like Wayne Simmons or Vatanen or Palmieri, which I don't think is going to happen, but if they were to move some of those guys, the Devils would be, would fall below the salary floor. So they have to really, so Corey Schneider, you know, makes some money. I think that could be part of this. I also think that the Devils came, I heard the Devils came close to actually trading Domingue, but they, you know, some, somebody wanted them to take back something that they didn't want to do. Um, so then you, and that's typically in that case, you, what you do is you try to put Domingue through waivers to see if someone would grab him without you having to take anything back. I think that Louis Domingue out there is like, like, a tempting character for me. Like, I don't I, think anymore. I think I thought that when the Devils picked him up, but yeah. now there's been no interest in Louis Domingue. But is he like, is he done in the NHL? Like, I'm not convinced of that. He could be. No, but, but, but honestly, I, I think, you know, if, if they're getting ca- close to the salary cap floor, uh, you know, okay, you can bring uh, that prevents you know that ha- from happening. But you also have an opportunity if you're Tom Fitzgerald to take on a bad rental contract at a team like like Alex Galchenyuk with Pittsburgh. They were looking to clear his salary. They they ended up putting him in in the deal uh, to get uh, to get Sucker. But if they weren't able to do that, they were probably going to have to trade a draft pick to get somebody to take him off their roster. There are teams out there that are looking to clear cap space of a contract that's bad, and New Jersey could could do that. So I, I think there's a possibility they're going to sell cap space before Monday. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Maybe. 
Um, the um, couple things happening in my, I do um, wanna, there is a there is a breaking news, a small one. Go ahead. That um, Gabe Velarde is getting called up for the Kings, so he'll make his NHL debut. That's oh. nice because <clears throat> he was the 11th overall pick in 2017. He's he's had a lot of back troubles, and this year he's finally played like 32 games. He had 25 points. So I, I'm really rooting for this kid because that's a good step in the right direction. If he could play well for the Kings and show him something at the end of this year, based on all the other trades they've made, the Kings are in a lot better spot than people think in the next two years. Yeah, I actually like they're they're actually a fun team to watch as well. Um, even right arguing already. Um, a couple things. So McDavid is traveling with the Oilers on this road trip now, um, which is a sign that he's probably getting a little bit better. So he'll um, root him on. Or close to you know the the uh, the Oilers did lose last night. To he's he's only traveling with the team to get the per diem. Yeah, right. Sure, I'm sure he needs it. Um, so he's last night the uh, they the Oilers did lose to Boston in what was a really fun game to watch. Yeah, I heard it was a good game. And uh, and some incredible goaltending on both sides in that game. I mean, it was a, it really. I mean, Montreal. I mean, Edmonton. Sorry, Edmonton got some great goaltending in that game. And uh, and there were times in the second period where Edmonton just dominated the Bruins. And this is this. Gee, gee, I wonder who was in goal. Well, it wasn't Koskinen last night. No. Ah. But you know they've got it's nice to have two good goalies. Um, and uh, this, they, it, Mr. Smith was, you know, was really solid. Uh, and to get a point out of that game, it, that's no, that's good for them. That they need that. Now, what's interesting is Sam Gagne scored again, and he's had a couple big goals for them in this little stretch here without McDavid. And it just goes proof. I always think Sam Gagne is a guy you just want to have on your team. Like I, think, I agree. I think Sam Gagne can play a little bit. I always have. Yeah, he's always gotten kind of a bad. Yeah. He's, he's been all over the well, place. Well, let's say this. Sam Gagne would be a great player on your team if he's making $900,000. At $3.1 million, he's not a great player. I don't know. I think he's around a $2 million player. I think he's a good, maybe $2.5 million player. He does score. He, does, he still has skill. He can step up into into spots. Um, Malkin's back in the lineup tonight, apparently, um, which is which is big. I mean, they, not, they, you know, not that it's mattered. The Penguins have been playing amazing with that, whoever they have uh, I'm I'm sure that was welcome news to the Leafs. Zucker, though, man, we talk about how good Zucker's been with Toronto. I mean, I mean, well, who's surprised? Not with Toronto, Pittsburgh. Yeah, who's surprised though? I'm not not surprised either. But I heard this amazing stat about the Zucker thing the other day that uh, you know I'm not big on some of these kind of stats, but you know I'm not an old fogey either. But this was like a this was an analytics thing where they have this this thing you know called the what do they call it the I don't know the Golden Road goal or something like that. Golden Road Pass, where your where your receiver pass. And are you familiar with this idea? You're, it's I've a, never heard of a pass like that. You can one time into the net, you know, like that kind of a pass. How many passes of that do you get? How many times do you do you, you finish on that? Um, like basically, you're you're in perfect position to to basically put into an empty net. And all your in Zucker in Minnesota this year received those passes four times throughout the whole beginning of the year and buried two of them. And in Pittsburgh, he's already received. In the short period he's been there, he's already received five of them, five of those passes, and buried three of them. Um, it just shows, you know, the difference, like, I guess, like, you know, with a great passing team and that Zucker has the ability to play or be in the right position to, to bury goals. Like, that's that's something. I mean, it, it's, I'm impressed by it so far. Um, any thoughts on Ovechkin? Somebody asked me this, like, Ovechkin's trying to get 700 again, and he's, like, he's actually, like, 
Ovechkin has done this before in his career where he does get psyched out a little bit by these things. You know, he, there's no question he's psyched out. He does get psyched out by these. I forget, I think it might have been 600 or it was another situation just like this where I remember it took way longer than it should have for him to he'll, get it. He'll, ne- he'll, he'll never score a goal again. Yeah, right. I know, exactly. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, it was okay. Someone actually said on the chat room it was reported on TSN that that as well that Winnipeg's trying to trade Bufflin. So there you go. Um, Again, they could well, try I, to trade them, but what are they really going to get? I think Shovel Dayoff is going to have to include an asset to get somebody to take seven point six million a salary, uh, a, a player making seven point six million who can't play. I mean, I don't think you know teams might trade for him because they think he can play next year, yeah. but still, that's a big. That's a a big hefty risk. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Yeah, no, it is. It is. It is. Um, I just heard one of the teams talking to Winnipeg about Bufflin is Nashville. I just got that text. First of all, it's interesting because they really are rivals, um, very much rivals. Secondly, Ellis is coming back tonight, which is big for Nashville because he's been out for like twenty games. Yeah, that's a massive thing for them. And the Predators have been playing a lot better. Yeah, look, 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 Russ, if it's Nashville and Winnipeg, I'm, I'm sure uh, David Poyle is offering Kyle Turris for, for Buffalo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they would do that in a heartbeat, I think. Um, yeah, and, and Winnipeg's not doing that. Although, you know, let's let's face the fact that, you know, Turris has been better under the new coach, but still not, like, you know, great by any stretch of the imagination at all. Um, but, you know, definitely better. I hope he keeps it up because, you know, he's an important player and they pay, they're paying him a heck of a lot of money there. Um, big game again, the Flyers and Blue Jackets tonight. This is, uh, you know, this is kind of the second of the back-to-back between these teams. They're basically neck and neck right now for the final two playoffs, playoff spots in the wild card there. And the Flyers took him to task on Tuesday. It really made Elvis look kind of bad. I mean, it wasn't really Elvis's fault but on Tuesday night, but there were a lot of weird goals for sure. Yeah, it's it's tough to it's tough to stop a puck when it's shot off your head. Yeah, just strange strange situations. Like, but tonight tonight's got to be an enormous game for the for the Columbus Blue Jackets. I mean, this is like one of those games they have to they have to not they have to show up in this game. You know, they really have to show up in this one. Um, and uh, let's see. I I, I, I I mean, it's 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 tough to when you're a team like Columbus and you can win games two to one or three to two because you play good defense and you get good goaltending. But it, it really makes your task tougher when you lose one of the best defensemen in the NHL and Seth Jones and you lose your top scorer in Cam Atkinson to be able to get those one or two goals. So, you know, I'm not expecting Columbus to drop out of it because, you know, I think I, I, I admire what they've done so far, but it's tough to overcome those injuries. And I'm going to be very interested to see if Yarmo Kekalainen in the next three or four days makes a move because he doesn't have a lot of draft picks to acquire players. He'd have to trade more draft picks. And now I don't think he wants to do that. So I know they have an organization that have prospects. So maybe he goes that way, but they need to add players. They've got prospects. They also have Josh Anderson, I think, who is somebody that people do have interest in, you know, right now. Um, and, and, you know, Toronto being one of them, we talked about that before, but yeah, there's, there's, I think Josh Anderson is high man. If I'm if I can get Josh Anderson, if I can sign him, like we talked about that too, of course. But if you can get him, he um I like I like Josh Anderson a lot. There was another little trade. Um, 
that the Lightning have acquired Anthony Greco from Florida in exchange for Danik Martel. Um, that's again very minor league trade. That, that's uh, an a, that's an AHL deal. Yeah. Which team is Martel going to? Martel's going. It's, it's, Martel is going uh, going to the light going to the Florida Panthers. Sorry, that's interesting because you know Martel. If you plug him in, he's a really good skater and can occasionally make some scoring things happen. I kind of wonder if Florida is going to give him a chance. I don't know if that's strictly an AHL deal. Yeah, you've always liked Martel. Just for uh, speed. Just yeah. for speed. Not a, I'm not a big fan, but but there's a little bit that he could do, and Florida is desperate for some of that. Right, interesting. The, the, I'm going to put this out to me. You know, we all think of the – Bruins being what they are, they're 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 a great team. They've got two great goaltenders. They have now gone a calendar year without a shutout. How about that? Yeah, but it doesn't matter because Tuka Rask's having his best year. Who cares? Yeah, no, I know, but I'm just I just think that uh, I know it's, um, that's and, something that some guy on Reddit decided to post. Yeah, for sure. decided to talk about it for sure. You know, I just I just wanted to put it that that and three bucks will get you a coffee at Starbucks. Yeah. Someone was ripping me another thing from Reddit, another red guy on Reddit rip you sent me this thing, you know, one of the guys from Reddit Hockey's like, You don't pay enough attention to the season that JT Miller is happening having in Vancouver. We've talked about Miller being really good. What else have we yeah, talked about? Him, but um maybe I wasn't on the show. Maybe my personally personally I you know, because I, I think this is because I once ripped JT Miller kind of unfairly because I put it out. I put out there a tweet when I when the NHL Network was was when he was on the Rangers, and they were saying you know the Rangers and J T Miller co go into Philadelphia, and, they, and I just thought that was a weird player for them. Oh, to, I remember that. I do remember that. that. It was a weird player for them to pick in that situation. It's like you know, yeah. well, it's not like Lundqvist. It's not like you know Kreider. It's J T Miller and the Rangers. You know, it's not like a, hey, a, couple, a couple a couple years ago they said the Leafs and P A Parento because he was right. being scored. But, you know, Miller has 24 goals and 59 points, which is a career high. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, and, he's, and he still has like 22 games to go. So it's, it, there's, it's really impressive. It is impressive. It was a really sneaky little pick that they did um, that they, when they got him, you know, um, in Vancouver. So we'll give him that. Definitely. Um, absolutely. Uh, let's see. I guess that's it. I think that's all I really have to say. You know, um, we are going to be back tomorrow. We have two podcasts tomorrow. So remember this. We've got um, a podcast at one, our normal podcast, where we will be talking all the rumors and getting ready for the weekend because this is the final weekend going into the trade deadline. I would fully expect tomorrow night after like five or six to be crazy because that is usually when things start happening. If you're going to make a trade, you make it on a Friday, you bury it kind of if you're making an unpopular deal. So Friday night, that's a good time to bury it. Um, but then at, then at three o'clock, we're going to be doing a second podcast, which you can which we'll be posting on. It's, it's a special podcast. It's going to be really a lot of fun. I hope you guys can be a part of it. Um, if you go to patreon.com slash hockey, and just even if you give us like a buck or whatever, you think you get anything out of this show, that's how you can support the show, by patreon.com slash hockey. But if you do that tomorrow, we'll, let, we'll give you in this. We'll, we'll throw the secret link in there so you guys can watch the taping of this special show we're doing tomorrow um, at 3 o'clock. So that's all the time we have for today. Folks, remember without the buzz, it is just hockey. And we will talk to you tomorrow. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the game, Mike. We'll see you then. Ending broadcast. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.